Today's episode is sponsored by Lead Pages, an easy drag and drop model to create unlimited mini sites or landing pages for just about anything, including social media campaigns or single property sites. Stop wasting time on clunky websites and try Lead Pages today. For a 14 day free trial, you can visit reraw.com forward slash lead pages. Again, that's reraw.com forward slash lead pages. Looking to take you and your real estate business to the next level? You're in the right place. Laying foundations for real estate success? This is the No Fluff, No BS podcast about real estate for real estate agents and other industry professionals looking to up their game. Unfiltered short form sales meetings, interviews with agents from every walk of life, and ramble sessions about everything real estate. Welcome to a new mindset. You are listening to Reraw. And now, introducing your host, James Hoff. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the end of a week, or maybe the start of one, depending on where you start your week, I guess. But we're hopping into a Friday ramble session with Ryan Howell from Coastline Home Services. And uh, yeah, we're going to hop into a ramble session with him today. Uh, You've probably heard him on the show before, and if you haven't, you should go back and check out that episode. It was a nice interview with Ryan. Ryan's kind of one of our regular ramblers over here because we just got lots to talk about. So how's it going today, man? Oh, it's going great. If I was any better, I'd be twins. Wow. There's a there's a throwback to like a dad joke. <laughs> Must be a dad over here. Um, cool, man. Well, how's everything going out there? Any uh, crazy stories you got coming off of or you want to, I don't know, I got a couple things I was going to pick your brain about. Oh, crazy stories. I'm trying to think what happened recently that's... You got to see some weird in. stuff at home inspections. Like, you ever got any... What's like the weirdest thing you've seen in a home inspection? As I bring up my Instagram account right now to to check, lots of weird stuff. Um, I usually have I have like a text string that like a bunch of buddies of mine that um, like when I find creepy stuff, I'll like text them and it like weirds them out, and I'm like there. That's uh, you go you go up in the attic and there'll be like a mannequin with like painted fingernails and like shit like that. <laughs> You're like, oh my wow. god, like why is there a mannequin? Um, and usually they're covered too. So it's like, there's a sheet over the head and there's painted fingernails and this mannequin is just in the attic. Um, a lot of times, <laughs> yeah, you're just okay. Uh, and then a lot of times the, uh, the termite inspectors, they, so they go up in the attic and they mark where all the termites are. They put a big K or, you know, whatever they point to where they are so that they know where to treat. Um, I've seen some where they just write creepy stuff with the chalk and like, like they're like their bodies up here and stuff like that so we see that um there's always like you know we have this thing called like the seller's guide to the home inspection and it's basically just a video that goes over like here's what the home inspection is like here's what we're doing here's the whole point of this and like what we'll be doing and you know basically we we don't really move your stuff like i don't i don't want to touch your stuff i don't want to to move it all around so please move it for me get it out of the way so that i can like we can access the the furnace the the water heater um and like you know we we look underneath the sinks like i think a lot of people think that oh yeah well we'll we'll clean up for the inspectors going to be here they're going to be looking at the house so they shove everything under the sinks and you're like dude that's what i have to see i don't even like i hardly care what the countertop looks like um and so a lot of times they, they make your job you know they make it harder or you know we'll 
see things that we're probably not supposed to be seeing, but it's like, dude, I, I got to get in the sink. So That's I wish more agents would give them the heads up about that. Like, Hey, they're going to be going underneath your cabinet. Like, don't put anything down there, like get it out of the way. So unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hey, I had a, um, I had a couple of things that come to mind just in anticipation of, uh, of you hopping on the show. And I know, you know, we kind of just do things how we do things on, on the ramble sessions. There's not a lot of structure, but, uh, figured I'd ask you a couple of things and we'll just kind of see where the conversation takes us. So, yeah, you know, I know you've got, you know, you're still in the tech space in many ways. I know you're running a, a home inspection company, but in many ways still working in the tech world behind the scenes. And, uh, I know we talked a little bit about this in, in the interview we did a while back with you and we talked a little about, or you alluded to this idea that agents are kind of being replaced by technology and the agent's not the center of the universe anymore. And mm. there's a lot of spinoffs, a lot of, uh, a lot of directions we could go on this conversation, but, uh, I wanted to, we are going to irritate your... a lot of people. Well, that's all right. Me. Let's, let's irritate away. I mean, I think, you know, I think, let me, let me actually start off with this. So, and then, and then I want to hear you jump in when, whenever you're ready to interrupt me and tell me to be quiet, but let me back up. There, there's a lot of companies out there right now that I feel are trying to replace the agent with automation and technology. And one of the sales meetings I did previously talks about over automating your business and taking the humanity out of it and understanding the difference between systems that you should leverage that provide automations versus where you need to like personally touch, right? And I think on some level, the agent is going to always need to, to be there, but the way that the agent will be there is, is clearly, it's already changing. I think the reason the agent hasn't been replaced on a higher level already is because there's companies that are trying to actually replace the agent, period, by automating everything, as opposed to like gradually pushing the agent out of business. There's other companies, uh, some big names that seem to be positioning themselves properly to uh, edge the agent out over time and uh, seemingly in a, in a good spot for that. I don't want to be Mr. Doomsday, oh, the agent's going to be gone tomorrow, but there's definitely a lot of technology coming into play that is taking the place of the agent. I'm just kind of curious, like, you know, as someone who has a technical background, um, continues to live in that space. Uh, you know, I know you're on the home inspection side, but you see agents every day and you experience the, the interaction between agent and buyer and or seller and client. Like what, where do you see, do you have any comments on that? Do you see it going anywhere specific? Yeah. Um, I, I have a lot of thoughts on this, so we'll, we'll kind of scratch the surface a little bit. It's maybe a multiple ramble. You won't, you won't be replaced in the sense of like your humanity. So, the more personal touches that you have in your business and your brand, like, and I use examples of the higher end um, agents that are selling like big, big properties because it's just easier to see there. But mm -hmm. with, the, with the higher end agents that are selling the $15, $20 million uh, deals or they, they get deals with like big condo complexes on the water and that kind of thing, there's, there's a reason that they have that. And uh, most of it is actually, you know, this concept of like the attractive character. Um, because ultimately that, that's kind of what you're getting at, right? Is that the, this human, the personalized touch, um, it has to be something like, you can't just be like, you know, like, Oh, I'm just myself. I'm just a, a person like, okay, cool. So it's like everybody else. And so is every other agent. Like it's not special at all. You have to carve out like who you are and who you want to be. And like, you, you have to be a leader for these people. So you can't just to, to take one step back, like, the automation is great for certain aspects of your business and particularly for things that 
uh, customers are going to grow to uh, expect. So they're going to expect that you should be able to like sign everything online, for example, like your agreements with them, like maybe with a listing agreement, you bring a pen because it's, there are some things that just work better that way from a, from a sales perspective. Um, but by and large, like they're going to want everything to be electronic. They're going to want everything to be searchable because they don't want to like file anything. Like, you know, for example, I don't file anything in my email. Like there are no, I have filters and stuff, but like, I don't use them. Uh, my inbox has got every email that I've ever received. And I just, it's just there because like, who cares? I can find it in a half a second. Why would I waste time on filing something? So that it's that kind of attitude where you take the transactional stuff and you put it in the transactional box. So that's what you can automate. And that's what you, you ought to be. And you have to, but creating your attractive character is paramount to your success in real estate, especially long-term, because it's the one thing that like Zillow or HomeAdvisor or Amazon even, like these companies see dollar signs. So like they're gonna try, and especially companies like Amazon, like they don't even care if they make money. They'll just be like, ah, we'll just throw a few hundred million at it and like see if it works. Like they will will wreck you, absolutely wreck you. Just to try, you know, kinda. And so what's, what's, what can, uh, well, I'd say it'll help protect you. And it really, if you do it right, it will be a huge catalyst for your business is developing an attractive character. Um, if you don't even know what that is, um, there's there's some books you can read about it. But the whole idea behind it is that, you know, in order to sell anything to anyone, um, and that includes real estate and includes, you know, anything, you have to... You have to have a um, an attractive character that you represent, that your brand represents. And there's different types, you know, like you don't have to be like the master, like know everything. Uh, there's different types of attractive character traits um, and styles, but you, that has to be you and you have to develop that. Um, so I would I would suggest you read a couple books on, on how to do that um, to dive deeper because it is kind of a process, but it's all kind of like laid out there. But the more, to the extent that you can develop that and you've got it as like the personality of your business, uh, then you're going to attract the people that identify with that. So, and you're going to push away all the people that don't. Mm -hmm. Um, and with that, the idea is that you get raving fans, like people that love you for you and for this character that you've developed essentially. And those are the people that will never go anywhere. Like they, there could be a better offer and could be cheaper to do, but they're like, yeah, but I like James, you know? And, uh, I know like, like you're like that where you're like, dude, I, I don't, I dress a certain way and like, that's me. Yeah. Um, that is an incredibly powerful, attractive character trait. Like don't dress like everybody. (laughs) Well, yeah. Don't dress like everybody. Like for example, like. I don't understand these people are like, oh yeah, I put on like suit and tie. Like there is validity to that. Like people like there's people a that, time and a place for it. Okay, but if that's not you and like you and you want to carve out your niche, like then carve out your niche. Like I know there are people in Southern California that are like really big on, um, like Southern style. Like my wife like Southern style, and like I I know there's a couple agents out there that yep. um that do it and like that's how they dress and like they wear Lily Pulitzer and and that kind of stuff. And that's cool. And the cool thing is like, that's not even popular around here, but guess what? Like they're kind of, they're, they're like niching out their, the diff, like what makes them different. And I'm not saying that like what you wear is going to just automatically differentiate you, but it's a part of this attractive. In a lot of cases, dude, you know what? Uh, And this is obviously tangent to technology, but whatever. That's the beauty of 
of this type of a session, right? I, the, one of the first times my wardrobe came into play was actually at a listing presentation. I was at a 800, what ended up being an $829,000 listing. And um, I was sitting there, I was, the, I think, the fourth agent, maybe the fifth agent to interview. And I apparently was the only one that wore jeans and, and an untucked dress shirt to, <laughs> to, to, the, to the listing presentation. And I could tell husband and wife at the time had kind of opposing views of this, but the husband was kind of taken back by it, and the wife seemed interestingly intrigued. And the husband goes, all right, I just want to you know, talk about the elephant in the room, which was funny to me because I'm like, oh, I didn't know there was one. <laughs> you know, I must have missed it. He goes, well, I want to talk about the elephant in the room. What's up with the fact that uh, we've interviewed all these other agents, and you're the only one who's dressed down for the interview? Like, what does that say about your business? And I literally looked the guy in the eye and I was like, uh, it says I'm comfortable in my own skin. It says that I know the demographic that's going to be walking through the door. And it says that I've never met the consumer that came in looking at an open house in a fucking suit and tie. <laughs> and, and, and people have a tendency to open up more to me when I, when I dress in a way that feels comfortable to them because I'm approachable. And this is the God's honest truth verbatim. I will say this at an open house when people go, oh, wow, you don't you don't look like a typical agent. And I go, oh, why do you say that? And they go, oh, well, you know, you kind of, you know, jeans and most agents we see are wearing like slacks or a suit and whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Well, you know, I actually have a policy um, that I try to take the stick out of my ass before I go to work in the morning. <laughs> and uh, it literally, I mean, it, it breaks the ice. It's like unbelievable. It's been a line that has gotten me more client acquisition than probably most. But I, I guess the point is, there's, dude, there's not a, there's not a wrong way to do it like if you're if you're comfortable in a suit and tie like i know people who love dressing up and they're like hell yeah dude like this is me you know if that's you then great but i for me i don't mind dress slacks in a in a dress shirt you know nice you know tucked in looking looking all good but i don't i usually won't throw on the suit jacket uh if i do i'm sure as hell not putting on a tie like i just i think there's a time and a place but overall i don't know man yeah well Think about it this way, um, like in investing, which is like another hobby of mine, um, there's this idea of like being a contrarian and, you know, zigging when other people zag and like when everyone's dumping or shorting the market, like you're going long and, uh, and like, you know, doubling down on whatever you're in. And, um, that's for a lot of people that are smart that know what they're doing. Like that's a very incredibly powerful and profitable strategy yeah. Um, because the herd, uh, sometimes they're just going to slaughter like that. That is the case. Um, I, I think about, um, I look at agents that are like, you know, traditional, like a, if you're going to put on a tie, like make sure that it was purchased in this decade, um, <laughs> unless it's like Robert Talbot or like something real classic, uh, or like anything Fosse but, um, we're seeing some throwbacks out there now. It's oh, but it's more like common. Yeah, but it's like the nine the '90s ties where it's just like these like Jerry Garcia like I don't know. They're just like these, all like, this whopping huge fat ties. Yeah, dude, the, yeah. just don't, just don't. Because like essentially, designs. you you have that, and then you have the name tag, and it's like, hello, I'm from 1995, and I'm oh. here to sell you a piece of real estate. Can we talk about name tags? Let's do that now. Since you, geez, this is like you apparently brought Pandora's box with you. No, today. dude. All right, name tags are clearly a no in your book. Hell no. Why? Why do you have a name tag? 
I don't know. I mean, you're wearing a shirt right now with your with your company name on it, like, but it doesn't say doesn't say Ryan. Yeah, I I'm not about it. Um, there are plenty of people that disagree with me, but this is part of being contrarian. Like, I I don't buy it. Like, if that's what's gonna convert someone or like cause some like you can't just hack this to death you can't just like have all these little tricks like all and again like you just look like everybody else like everybody else is doing that well here's the funny part so so i'm i'm not a supporter of the name tag i i i'm a supporter and whatever makes you comfortable so let me first say if you if you want to do it like like, whatever and you're comfortable with a name tag then knock yourself out but as a business practice for me i think name tags are bullshit uh, I think the dress like everybody, like you think you're supposed to dress. No, just do you. Like you're the owner for a reason. Like don't you don't have to follow the herd, right? But here's the thing, every everybody always says, oh well, name tags are great. Like it's just such a wonderful conversation starter, and everybody knows I'm an agent. And I'm like, okay, when's the last time you saw a fucking doctor walking around the grocery store? <laughs> like, oh yeah, well, you know, I just like the conversation starter because I'm a doctor, and yeah. then like, oh, conversation starter, I'm an attorney. And, uh, you know, conversation start. I'm okay. an auto mechanic. Uh, you could tell by my name tag right here. Or what you could try doing is just being uh, a human being. And I don't know, like genuinely start like conversations off of something other than a name tag. Yeah, you know? I I just don't buy it. Like it can work. I'm not saying it won't work. I just can don't buy it as like a good. No, name tags? no, I just don't <laughs> buy it as like a thing that you should give a shit about I, I i don't get it it's like the focus on the wrong stuff like if you want to wear it wear it if you don't want to wear it don't wear it like it's okay it's what like deciding stop what to have for lunch. Who, who, tell matter. me tell me the number one agent in your market top five and then show me what they're doing and if they're wearing name tags then okay maybe like there's an argument there i could almost guarantee you they're not wearing name tags <laughs> like they're not act like the person you want to be not the person you are like you're you may be desperate to like have the conversation starters and like get more people into your sphere and all this stuff but like dude it's not gonna happen that quick uh you, you actually don't have the time to let the name tag work like in 10 years you're probably gonna get replaced anyway like let me just be honest um <laughs> most agents well, what if they did a digital name tag ryan like one how of the even worse even and it's, it's you know like what you do is just tag? like you know it's like a digital photo with your face on it and then it goes on your on your lapel and like why why would you wear you a do shirt that? that says i'm a tool on the back of it just be you yourself know? and act like a freaking professional like most professionals don't have to wear a name tag um i just i i just don't i just don't agree with it because again you're going to be comfortable in your own skin you're going to know your game. Like, I don't... Part of the reason why, conversation like... conversation started. Yeah, because you look like an asshole. <laughs> like, yeah, I just... Yeah, I, I don't Let's go it. start a conversation with this guy who's wearing a name tag. Curious to see what kind of idiot's doing that. Look, you don't have to like it. If you're comfortable with a name tag, then go for it. I just... I think it's some, ridiculous. Some people, like, that's their cape. So, Dude, it like, it's like okay. Ni- like, like you said, the ni- it's a 90s play. Like, the business is not there right now. If that's your security blanket, use it. I would also look at investing in different security blankets. Um, you know what's funny? You ever um, you ever go and shake the hand of somebody that is wearing a name tag, and they are looking for yours. So like, yeah. you, like if you if you ever go to like a broker open uh, and, or you know any of that stuff, you can go into a lot of the open houses and the agents that are wearing name tags. They immediately focus on your chest and look. You know, they're shaking hands. Oh, yeah. so and so, and they're looking for your name tag. And I think it's really funny because in some ways. You know, everyone talks about, oh, it's a conversation starter, but in some ways it actually creates a barrier and a boundary to overcome, uh, you know, because you're, you're now, now you've lost your eye contact. 
Mm. How genuine is the handshake, right? It, yeah. You really want to like psychoanalyze this stuff. I mean, I think in a lot of ways it can be detrimental, but you know, I don't know. Who am I to say? Oh yeah. You know, what do I know? It's uh it's just the way it is. Hey, so here's uh so here's one I wanna I wanna go back to. So talk about replacing the agent. And um another thing you had brought up when when I'd interviewed you a while back that has been I, I don't want to say haunting me, but it's uh, it's something that I just think is so present nowadays is that you, you had said the agent isn't the center of the universe anymore. Sorry, agents, but it's yeah. true. And, and another thing to tail off that you tapped into was this idea, and I want to dig on this a little bit, this idea that you know agents have have been so heavily solicited by lenders by home inspectors by title reps by escrow like all these different vendors right they're solicited so heavily from every tom dick and jane and any other facet of the business because they know we're such a heavy referral source because we have that immediate frontline direct access to the client to push the business you had made a comment that inspectors as an example are working diligently to not be at the mercy of the agent that lenders are working to pick up leads themselves and and you know either give not them away only or have the leverage if you will yeah not, not only are they doing that but you have to realize like they're creating their own real estate departments like they're just hiring agents to act on their behalf and when they get the lead then they just push it through that agent and like because most of the time in California, it's a money problem. Like, it's it's qualifying for the loan that's right. the tough part of the of the deal. And if you're an agent that does not understand mortgage, like like the back of your hand, like really understand it, um, you're gonna have some problems coming up here pretty quick. Uh, you you need to know that. Um, we're doing it at home inspection, not and this by the way, like it sounds like we hate agents and we don't. Um, I love agents. I mean, I, it's it's nothing against them. It's just what we're uh, you're what, taking control what we're, of your business. We're realizing we're taking we're taking control of our own destiny, and what we want to be able to do is provide leads for the agents anyway. Like I I need the agent in the deal to make the deal. Like I don't get the inspection without an agent. So like I want that to happen. It's just basically we ha- we're being attacked by. Zillow by big companies like that that are that are looking at real estate and knowing that it's like ripe for innovation. Mm-hmm. Um, MLS is basically just it's the a cartel. It's a cartel. Yeah, it is an absolute cartel. Um, if if they were selling drugs, then then we'd put them away, maybe. But they're they're just they're just absolutely running the show, and their technology is trash. Um, it's not usable. It may be, it's the like, consumer it was, interface is garbage. it was built by a bunch of engineers. It's like anything. I mean, when Steve jobs came back to, to Apple in 97, one of the things he did was shut down like a massive amount of engineering projects, not because they weren't good because they didn't focus on the one thing that they had to focus on. And the same thing is true for the MLS and the same thing can, can be applied to you. Like you have to have absolute focus on this one thing. And for them, it was making making the user interface for like just a person using a computer making it as simple as possible. And yeah. so that meant creating the iMac. Like what could be simpler than a computer that all there is is a power cord and you plug in this thing called a USB. That was like one of the first thing first computers with the USB and a mouse and that's it and like basically you're on the internet. Like that was revolutionary. It wasn't because of like how technically possible it all was, because it was always like that was already kind of together. It's how they packaged it, and the MLS is the exact same thing. 
it's not that it sucks and that it's like bad technology. It's bad that it has no consumer focus. It's trying to serve everybody and their mom yeah. and all they care about is 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 the dues and like making all this stuff happen and it's just insane so that's why they see that's why zillow and all these people see like this is right for innovation because basically this sucks and here's the reality once one of these larger companies like zillow becomes a single source of truth so once they become the reliable place to come whether you know everybody complains like oh these estimates are way off like okay so what if the consumer thinks that they're not far off, then it doesn't really matter what your right. opinion is because you're going to have to fight that battle. So why why do you want to have to fight the battle with Zillow? Um, if if they say it's a four-bedroom, two-bath, like you're going to just need to get on their system. So we're trying to fight that um, and create a better solution. Um, I mean, we One project that we're working on right now is called inspectedhouses.com. Now, the idea behind that is that we do a pre-listing inspection, it gets uploaded to the site along with a listing and anybody, and then we have promotional codes that uh, we set up. We advertise on Facebook. We put it on the sign. So when people text a promotional code for that property, Mm -hmm. um, we give that lead directly to the listing agent. And of course we get the lead for the, that's potential buyer that could, that could want a a buyer's inspection too. So we'll give them a discount on the buyer's inspection. But, um, the, the whole point there is that we can, we've created a system that gives agents leads for free. Right. At It's like almost giving it away. Like I think it's for that service, like $49 a month and that's it. Like you have Zillow charging thousand dollars, two grand a month to be a premier listing. Like at the end of the day, for, at least for us and our project, all we're trying to do is create more, seamless real estate transactions and the best way we can do that is to do inspection beforehand get it out of the way get get all these things taken care of so that it's a lot, a lot smoother on the back end so that negotiations don't fall apart because of the home inspection so zillow's not the only company that does this i mean like homes.com realtor.com i mean you could you can name any number of them uh that do this but do you find any irony in the fact that the majority of these these companies like the big z you know, they basically are putting a ton of clickbait, whether it's accurate or not. They found a way to to bait people into their site. I would argue they are getting more accurate, although there's a lot of discrepancies still. Uh, but they've essentially created clickbait to get people there, which drives high volume of traffic to the site. And that high volume of eyeballs makes it appealing for people to advertise on it and, you know, to put their name next to it. But do you find any irony in the fact that the agents are really supporting like 80 percent of the revenue that companies like that make? And how does that ever stop anyway? It it won't. It it's incredibly ironic um, that they're basically paying for the thing like twice, like with MLS and with to advertise on on Zillow. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's why I see, like that's unsustainable. Like most, but it's not gonna. But how does that how does that evolution happen? Because we know it's not going to disappear. Like, I don't know. Do you think do you think that agents start creating stronger alliances with guys like yourself who are working to lead generate and you know do that kind of thing? I mean like who who ultimately wins in that? Like the guy who aligns with someone like you or the guy who's with the big C or is it a combination of both? I mean cuz you can't this this is becoming a beast. It's like going and competing against Amazon. Like good luck taking that down, you know? Okay, so the way the way this is going to get one one way or another is for a new opportunity to be presented to the end user. So, for example, there is this like huge war, and like I go back to tech because it's what I know so well. But 
there's this huge war between like Windows and Apple throughout mm-hmm. the 90s and like Windows just won like pretty much but why is how did Apple get to be the position that they're in right now by the way they ha- I, I like to emphasize this to people they have 200 billion dollars in cash 200 billion dollars in cash That's just nice. sitting there liquid money that's an insane amount of money. And here, so here's the thing. How are they able to do that? How are they able to become like the number one? Like how are they able to innovate and all this stuff? The reason is because they had a different opportunity. It was a new opportunity, something totally different from Windows. Like they were throwing rocks at Windows and like mm. they were different. It was all about like their, their think different campaign, <laughs> right? So um, that that's what created it. It took some time. Mm. Like granted, like they had some problems. Um but all the all the devices and like all the things that they came out with were just wholesale different. Like, oh, um, yeah, Motorola Razor, yeah, cool. How about that? Except um, surfing the internet, um, uh, being able to uh, to load apps, being able to view YouTube videos. Like, yeah. that was mind blowing when that came out. I still remember like the the guy, I, I this roommate, uh, he was working at the Pentagon at the time, and he's such a fanboy. But like. I remember calling him because I was like literally in like negotiating like the lease and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, Hey man, like you're the first person like that I've ever talked to in an iPhone. I like, just got my iPhone and just activated it. And it was like, Oh, not only that, but like you activate this iPhone on your computer. You just plug it in and yeah. you go on iTunes and you just fill out your shit. And it's like, it's done. That was such a new thing. So take this back to real estate. Okay. Zillow is a new thing. So instead of getting these MLS updates with like all you all you agents that do this thing like oh we'll just put you on a drip for MLS list like that's bullshit like okay fine like maybe like there's an angle in there but we eventually get taken off of that and it's just not any good and that's part of the automation that sure. that shouldn't be automated like for you yes but you need to be you what you should automate is like the text message that goes out to say hey dude i just i just saw this i think this fits your profile really really well so you need to hone in and like okay what is the different yeah. thing that we can give you not compete with zillow because you're not going to be able to there's sure. no way here's the different thing that we're going to give you. And for us with inspectedhouses.com, like what we're going after there is, Hey, our whole point is to make this transaction better. So that's our new vehicle. Like we think that this transaction can get completed a lot better if we do the, if we do the inspection up front and we've got all kinds of incentives for you to do that. And basically it's like, it pays for itself. Plus you get leads. So that's our, that's our new vehicle. Do you, do you think that, you know, the MLS at least now is, it still is kind of a, household known name like most people know that agents use the mls do you think that there's a time in the near future where the average consumer doesn't know or recognize what mls means stands for or is because they're used to a number of other things whether it's you know zillow or trulia or redfin or homes or you know all these other sites that are so easily accessible i mean does that disappear yeah because ultimately do you guys remember, like, I don't know if anybody remembers, like, searching for things within directories, like, yeah. going to the directory sites? So, like, Yahoo was a directory site, okay? Like, you had to spend a ton of dough to be listed on their directory. Right. And the whole point of that website was to keep users there. Like, they just wanted to keep that traffic there. And then Google came along, and they they had a totally different idea. They're like, hey, um, a lot of people don't know this, Okay. 
Google's whole thing was to get them off. They actually measured the time. Like, how fast can we get this person off the site? Mm. And everybody in tech was like, this is the dumbest idea ever. Like, the whole point of this is how are you going to pay for this? Like, how, how are you going to get advertisers to advertise on your site and pay you if people are getting off of it so quickly? Well, of course, now we know the answer is to provide relevant ads right. to get them to that place, like, really quickly. Instead of just, like, throwing up a billboard and hoping that everybody in the world sees it, you find the three people that are struggling with drug addiction and you give them the billboard and then they go and they get fixed. Right. Like that's, that's a total, so that was like a totally diff, like a 180 degrees from, so you need to think about real estate in the same way. Like mm. the same way that I don't go to Yahoo right now thinking like, oh, let me, um, yeah, I got to go find like where this is in the directory. That same thing's happening and maybe it's taking a little bit longer, but it's going to happen in a major way because when home, when people go to search for things, they're not going to the real estate agent to get access to the MLS because it, because it has the best data. They don't yeah. even understand that it does. Even if they did know it, they'd be like, whatever, it's it's probably just as good as Zillow. And it's, so uh, you need to get in front of Zillow and compete with them and like forget the MLS. Like that's part of your business, fine. Like you put it on there and it's a good it's a, it's a necessary distri- evil. It's a distribution channel, yeah. but like who it'll disappear in terms of its relevancy yeah. the moment that we get this this parity with Zillow being Good enough in terms of the information that's on there, and it's pretty damn close right now. Sure, sure it's it's absolutely. close enough for most consumers, and it doesn't matter what you think. Yeah. Like if it's if it's close enough for them, and they don't have any big gripes with it, then why would they not? I'll tell you. I mean, uh, you know, lots of stuff to to think about here, and and probably something we could quite literally talk about for hours. I know we we are uh, somewhat limited on time today. So we're running to appointments uh, between the two of us. Yeah. So. Uh, we'll kind of wrap things up here, but you know, agents and, uh, and, and anybody else in the industry, just, you know, just let this be food for thought. You know, I think Ryan brings up a really good point. Make sure that whatever it is that you're doing, you're approaching from an angle that you're adding value, right? What kind of value are you ultimately adding to the consumer? And, uh, and, and what value are you adding that's different than what the consumer already has access to? You know, direct their attention to, to things that you ultimately want them to see. And you can do that without knocking some of these big sites, without knocking the competition. But, you know, take a little bit more control of your business and start letting conversations like this that we're rambling about start get those gears turning. And, uh, by the way, if you, if you figure it out, if you've got the secrets and the answers and all that stuff, then maybe you should hit me up and come ramble with me so the rest of the world can find yeah. out. It, so. It's going to take some creativity here. Um, we've got a few things that we're working on, like I said, um, but it's not just one thing. Like we're trying out, we have a very like defined focus, but we're trying out a couple different things to see what's going to work the best. And at the end of the day, like we just want more transactions to happen because more transactions happen, more economic activity yep. benefits everybody. Like that's that's our whole thing. Like I don't personally, I do not care about the money at all. Uh, my wife probably would disagree with that but i i I just want to be able to be the one or to to spur enough creativity to generate a lot of economic economic activity and to benefit like a lot of people like that's my mission so absolutely well, this is going to be something we'll probably continue rambling about on a uh, on a future session. I know you got to run out to an appointment. And I just 
before we go, wanted to say thanks for uh, for hopping on here today with us. Uh, we've been rambling today with Ryan Howell from uh, Coastline Home Services, a uh, a true mastermind person to uh, to tap into from time to time and uh, get some good value bombs. Ryan, real quick before we go, what's a good way for our uh, for our listeners here to get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, just hit me up on Instagram, the RT Howell. On Instagram, you can uh, follow me there or DM me if you've got any questions. But that's that's the best way. Cool. I will uh, I will drop that into our show notes. So just remember, you can always go to rerod.com and you can hear our ramble sessions. You can hear the interviews. You can hear our uh, weekly sales meetings right there on rerod.com. You can access the show notes. You'll be able to uh, tap into any tips, tricks, resources, and in this case, how to get a hold of Ryan right then and there on the website. So uh, if you can't figure out how to spell it or you forget it or whatever, just remember rerod.com. It is all there for you. Thanks again for rambling with us, Ryan, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Hey everyone, it's your host James from ReRaw. Did you know that one of the most important parts of running your real estate business like a business is having a budget, tracking your expenses and knowing and understanding where your money is actually going. But if you're like me, getting bogged down with the budget can be frustrating and taxing on the time you should be spending generating leads and working with your clients. This is why I use RealtyZam. RealtyZam is the best accounting software for real estate agents, hands down. And no joke, I've personally used this product for over three years. Not only do I love it, but my CPA thanks me every tax season. It works great on the computer, or they've got an awesome app that you can download right to your smartphone. Customize your expense categories, store receipts, track income and expenses, and assign them to specific transactions so you know your actual margins. RealtyZam is amazing intuitive, and efficient. See your results by category, month, quarter, or annually, and track your progress from year to year. And the best part, not only can I give you a free trial, but when you do start paying for this software, you can actually get it for under $10 a month. And even that is tax deductible. So get your numbers straight and stop letting the accounting be a distraction when you can take it all in stride. Visit rerod.com forward slash zam and get a 30-day free trial, no credit card required. Again, that's rerod.com forward slash zam. That's rerod.com forward slash z-a-m.